Thanks for downloading this podcast from Brum Radio. For more programs, search our podcast page at brumradio.com. In the heart of Birmingham, one team to bring you your week in geek. It's the Geeky Brummy Show every Saturday, 12 till 1 on Brum Radio. Hello everybody, welcome to Geeky Brummy with myself, Ryan Parrish, and of course producers Guy. Hi Guy. Hello. Sean. Yo. Uh, we've got regular attendees, Keith and Georgian. Hi both. Hello. How you doing? Uh, following on from last week, we had our Geek of Thrones special. Yeah, and we're going to go for a bit of a special one this week. So we're doing a two-hour retrospective of last week's comic festival, which myself, Guy, Keith and George all attended. We all had great fun, didn't we, guys? Great day. Uh, as well as that, you'll be hearing our thoughts on the festival, our Poundland cosplay feature, which is a new one for this show, our £5 tap challenge, which we did at the comic festival. So now we're going to actually go into a few interviews that we did at the show, uh, this with a couple of comics artists that were there, and enjoy. Hi, I'm Steve, I'm the writer of uh, the GB's Comics. Uh, we're here selling our first, our first collection, The Grand Tour, which is an introduction to the world. Featuring the, ver- the various Gideons and Katrinas that we have in our in our universe, uh, the, prem- the premise of our stories are: every generation there is a Gideon and there is a Katrina, and fate always brings them together and they- to face off the machinations of Maximilian and his grotesques. So we have a modern-day uh, Gideon who who, who who is the time-traveling factotum with. The foundation and his lovely assistant Katrina. We have Gabrielle Noir, the darling of the prison resistance, and her confidant Katrina fighting the forces of Nazi occupy, occupation in Paris. We have Gideon Black, the holy, holy man of Harlem, and his daughter Katrina fighting forces of evil in 1980s New York. And we have Gideon Black, the Victorian monster hunter, although he prefers the term cryptozoologist, and his wife Katrina, and their their three children lovely it's a lovely packaged hardback edition really nice where can people find uh, your book where can they find you online online we're at uh, thegbscomic.co.uk there will be there are examples of our, our stories and links to we have uh, the Grand Tour is on Comicology it has three individual issues uh, you can find us on Twitter at uh, thegbscomic uh, we are also on Facebook under the same name. We have a page on there, and we are at various conventions around the country over the year where you can pick up our our books that way as well. Brilliant. Uh, what do you think about the uh, having a comics festival in Birmingham? Uh, having a comics festival in Birmingham is, is fabulous. It's my it's my home. It's my adopted hometown, and I, it's, it's always good to come out and see see such an energised crowd and also the the comic books family that i have in this city i'm here with sylvia Karras, who would you what would you describe your uh, your comic books as uh well i guess it would be like kind of like activist <laughs> funny linguistic <laughs> quirky stuff like i try to like mix different things sometimes like more serious activist stuff with like just silly thoughts that i could come to my mind during like everyday life so it's a bit of a mixture of those two things, mostly. Do you feel like it, it, it's important to put, portray these sort of messages in comics other than just superheroes and fighting? I mean, you know, 
what's it like sort of working on the other side of comic books in terms of doing this sort of work? It's like at first like it felt fine to me because obviously like before I got like I controlled like a Tumblr account we didn't see that many people doing this, this kind of work but once I saw that like more people especially like in, in like bigger comic festival actually did like like any kind of work that really like like you can make a comic about anything that you really want to it kind of like felt like kind of, kind of natural to just make something that I care about and so I just started like doing first like stuff about my and then like after like I got going into like feminism I started like doing stuff about related to that so it kind of like came naturally after I found more about it. And uh, so like you've got some characters within the comics here the feminist superheroes, feminist cats uh, but ghosts I should say who, who's, who, which of these is your sort of favourite character and favourite book to write? Oh, well I'm, I'm really fond of bad ghosts he's <laughs> like, it's, like it's the biggest one of every comic convention and how important do you feel it is to portray a feminist message in comics because it's quite a male dominated uh, industry how do you feel that putting feminist comics out there sort of what, how do you feel about doing that I mean it's great and I think there should be more of it so I mean what's your yeah at first like it was just like uh, online like you know like sometimes just read something and I get angry about it and instead of like just like wondering about it I need to like, like find it easier to just make a comic about it because it's usually like my way of like expressing opinion rather than actually write about it just draw it and then like sometimes add some more to it so it kind of came naturally for me to complain about it <laughs> through that medium instead of any other medium and where can we find out more about your work and uh, any Twitter accounts or? Yes, uh, I've got a Twitter account, um, Sylviarg, as in like ARG, <laughs> because I thought it was so brilliant. <laughs> and also i got a Tumblr account, which is sylviadascomics.tumblr.com, and a website, sylviacaros.com. I'm lucky enough here to talk to Rachel Smith and uh, I'm just going to get Rachel to introduce herself and tell us all about her work. Hi, um, so my name is Rachel Smith, I, uh, I'm a comic creator, I'm based in Yorkshire, uh, I've been making comics for about three years now, three or four years, uh, so I'm still relatively new in the industry, but um, yeah, I, uh, my latest book, The Rabbit, came out uh, last summer and it got nominated for a British Comic Award, which is very exciting. Um, I've got a new book coming out on May the 7th called Artificial Flowers, and that's with Avery Hill Publishing, uh, which will be debuting at uh, TCAF, which is in Toronto, which is very exciting. Um, and I do the backup strips, uh, the humor strips for the 10th Doctor, Doctor Who uh, comic series. Uh, and yeah, that's a little summary, I guess. <laughs> so how significant is it to be able to come to something like the Comics Festival and get people exposed to your work? Hi, Keith. Hello. And of course I've got George, they are the John Diggle and Black Canary to my Oliver Queen. <laughs> nice for you both to be in today. Uh, so we just heard a few of the artists that are in Comics Festival. Um, just wanted to get your general opinion on what you thought about it. We'll start with George, George who was there yeah. as a special guest for the X-Men cosplay. Yeah, as a cosplay guest. It was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. I think what uh, Victor and Steve are putting together there is something really special. One of those things. I feel very, very lucky to have something like that quite literally on my doorstep. And they are yeah, pu- pulling something together really fantastic. 
Cool. And Keith, what was your thoughts? Well, second second year rounds, yes. second visit, uh, and I love it. It's great. It's a really nice location, mm-hmm. and the mix of independent artists and yeah. established artists that they've got coming, yeah, is, is great. And the floor, you, you know, they've got it all mixed up. It's it's great. It's a really really good event. So I've been well impressed. Yeah, I mean, it was Guy's first time attending a comics festival, wasn't it, Guy? It was. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it's a really great day. I mean, you were there with your son, weren't you, Keith? Yeah, um, uh, last year we went as kind of a big family, and my daughter was there as well, um, but she yeah. couldn't attend this year. Uh, but again, it's an event that I'm quite happy to take both my children to, because yeah. there's, there's something there for everybody. There's yeah. um, traders, there's publishers, there's the cosplay stuff, which is just ama- Every year that just gets more and more amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some fantastic cosplayers of whom we'll be talking to a little bit later in the show. Uh, uh, talking of cosplay, George... Um, how much effort did you have to put in before the show on that one? <laughs> it you was were there, was it? about three hours sleep, which is never the best <laughs> way to do cosplay. I must confess, there was a lot of caffeine involved that day. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was up pretty early getting into costumes, and yeah, it's uh, something of a performance to get everything ready. Yeah. Rogue is actually my easiest costume to get into, I think, to be fair, so it's not too bad, but yeah, it takes a little while. I can imagine. And uh, Guy, um, running around, trying to get as many interviews as we possibly could, scrap crowded the show, some of which we'll put on our Mixcloud extended version later on. Um, what was your impression? So I absolutely loved it. I think my, uh, my highlight of the day was um, getting yourself to take a picture of me with someone dressed as Rocket Raccoon um, with a movable mouth, which was literally incredible. But it was obviously, it was yeah. a woman inside with what I think was a Northern accent. So <laughs> it was just, it, yeah, it was brilliant. It, it was quite a surreal experience yeah, for us both. Cause it really we were, was. Yeah, because we were skewed there. Iron Man was wandering around in the background. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of Doctor Who's floated around. That, that sounds like it was the, pr- the, the proper voice you'd expect Rocket Raccoon yes. to have. The one in the yeah, film. That's just yeah. that's an Americanized <laughs> version. Yeah. 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 no. <laughs> really don't bother using it with the future but oh yeah I mean to me it was two floors of everything comic related I mean there was dealers um, cosplayers of course um, many comic book artists a lot of independents which I really enjoyed seeing the independent scene that's come out the last five or ten years due to digital printing and allowing people to do kickstarters and generate comics that way it was a brilliant way of seeing things like that I mean Keith you're a big comic fan are you enjoying this resurgence in the comic market yeah it's, it's brilliant and the, the nice thing is is that all of these people that you, you go and see all take the time to have a chat talk to you about their work um, there's plenty there's lots of people that are trying to kind of get their book seen more yeah. by more and more people but the relationship they're building up with us as customers is great because you go oh fantastic I know Rachel Smith's going to be there or yeah. somebody else is going to be there and so I'll go and go over I'll go and say hello I'll get yeah. the latest book and I'll get them to sign a couple of bits and pieces yeah. and everybody is more than happy yeah. to do all of these things with, with you have a chat uh, and it's, it's great it really connects you with these creators it's fantastic mm-hmm. I mean, it must be a bit of a different experience for you, George, because you're in costume. Do you yeah. like try and stay in character a little bit, or you more just have to be George as Rogue rather than Rogue? Yeah, I do try to a little bit, particularly with a, with an event like Comics Festival. So it's so family friendly. There are a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. It, there is something an extra magic for them if you can maintain at least some character. Uh, yeah. I spend a lot of time trying to learn to do a southern accent, and I failed completely <laughs> so far. I can't do it. Yeah. But there's a lot of dedication to it. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Emmeting is awesome. Who somebody might have spotted around on the day. Yeah. He's the guy who does the big Lego suit, uh, and he will be in that <laughs> yeah. suit all day. Like he can't see see much. Yeah. He can't hear. It's hot, but he will not take the head off at all all nah. day because. He doesn't want somebody to spot him doing yeah. it. We did spot the him. The magic to be ruined. <laughs> we did spot many, him in the, in the, in the lunch times, area. Yes. 
yeah. having to stand up because there was no way he yeah, could he sit down. Yeah, he can't sit down. down he can't, yeah. he can't yeah. see a lot. He moves very slowly. <laughs> it's fantastic, yeah. but I mean, you he have to rotate. spoil the moment for someone. Yeah. You had to rotate his head at one point, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Mean, yeah, it was sort of spinning around. I liked this about when they were taking the big cosplay photos. Yes. George was having to drag him along to get yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, talking about the big cosplay photo, uh, thinking of Vic, who is our organiser today. Hello, Vic. Hello there. How are you doing, Ryan? Uh, brilliant, thank you. Thank you for letting us invade. Oh, you're more than welcome. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I can't believe the vibe. It's been really cool. Guy, it's your first comic convention. How are you finding it? I'm enjoying it. It's a really, really great atmosphere. Yeah, it's really sort of lively and... Yeah cosplay and comics it's great <laughs> yeah there's been some amazing cosplay out there international charity cosplayers international yeah they're, um, they're collecting for baby lifeline brilliant I've seen quite a few of them around I've seen a few cosplay groups going you're actually doing a special cosplay thing later on in the day aren't you yeah we're doing the festival 500 photo shoot where we're going to take 500 cosplayers outside mm-hmm. and hopefully we're going to shoot them from above not literally shoot them <laughs> um, <laughs> take a photo yeah. um, from above so it'll be the first time 500 cosplayers have been together and possible then, world record uh, I don't know if it'd be a world record but it's certainly going to be great fun yeah. um, and then again at uh, 4.30 we'll have the cosplay competition mm-hmm. where we've got some nice trophies and things to hand out certificates for everybody who joins in brilliant thank you you special vehicles here today as well can you tell us a little bit about oh, those yeah definitely we've got the um, tumbler downstairs the Batmobile from the Dark Knight um, which is steam steamer version, so it's a, got a little bit of a steampunk theme. Outside on the front, we've got the Inceptor from uh, Mad Max, the original Mel Gibson films. We've got the Jurassic Park Jeep. We've got the GCPD police car from the Gotham TV series. Mm-hmm. And I believe we've got another big American cop car out the front as well. Pretty spectacular cars. We had a quick look at the, one of the Jurassic Park ones earlier. Those who can't attend today, why, why would you say come next year? Why would you want to come next year? Because every single year, Comic Con offers something different. Um, what we don't do is we don't fill the hall full of the same things each year we make sure that it's different so that every year you come you're going to have a different experience the only thing that is consistent is comics you've got some amazing independent and small print comic artists and have you got any particular favourites that you spotted today? No, oh, of course they're all favourites of course but they're all favourites but that Victor Wright he does some great comics he's a brilliant comic writer yeah I mean keep an eye out for him definitely now there's, there's, there's too many for me to sort of um, turn around and point out and say that these are better than anybody else or my, my yeah. particular favourites I tend to like a lot of image comics a lot of independent comics myself so I tend to buy all sorts of things um, yeah. Steered away a little bit from the mainstream comics now. Yeah, and it's fantastic to see lots of small print and independent comics. I mean, this this is a perfect event to try and get people together, network, and promote stuff which isn't just the usual Marvel and DC. Very much so. I mean, digital printing allows us to do that nowadays. At uh, one stage, it was just beyond affordability for anybody. Nowadays, of course, you can you know manufacture 25 comics, 50 comics, 100 comics overnight literally and be trading in the following day so as long as you've got the ideas you've got a great storyline and can put a bit of artwork together that people are going to appreciate then you can get out there and start selling comics straight away and you have another event on later in the year or- uh, yeah i'm doing the derby comics festival as well mm-hmm. so sort of a punishment <laughs> so where can we find more information about the derby comics festival if people who can attend today can get over to derby and have some fun uh, www.derby comicfestival.com and we can find all the information we need on there who's going to pretend in buy tickets through there absolutely all the guests are starting to be announced on there all the attendees are starting to be announced on there obviously it's a smaller event than the Birmingham Comic Festival but it'll be just as much fun and uh, where can we find you on social media if you want to find out more good question um, <laughs> <laughs> forward slash uh, the comic festival 
um, for um, Birmingham and yeah. forward slash Derby Comic Festival for um, Derby. It's on Facebook. I'm speaking to Tina Smith from Midlands Body Paint Project. The Midlands Body Paint Project, yes. yes. And you're in attendance here painting... We are painting... Seems to be everybody at the moment. Yes, we've got a team of, I think, about nine artists and nine models. Yeah. And we've got three photographers with us as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a group of about, um, I think, about 500 people now. Yeah. And at events, we come along to events or we go to closed events and we paint people. Yeah. So what got you into body painting? Well, originally I was a face painter and I went along to a convention one day Mm -hmm. and I saw someone being body painted and I was absolutely blown away but it took another two years before I actually was body painting and I joined another group and I was hooked from that moment. So uh, I can imagine since uh, the rise of geekdom, (laughs) as I like to call it, (laughs) last few years it's getting more and more popular would you say? It's getting extremely popular. Last year was this the first comic con that we did last year that we were yeah. invited to, and we've done quite a few. This is one of our favourite ones. Yeah. Uh, we know Victor and the team quite well, yeah. and uh, we've got a lovely um, rapport with them. So yes, it, it's become quite popular. We're now being uh, the cosplayers are now actually taking us to their hearts as well, mm-hmm. uh, because we were a bit little worried at one yeah. point. But yes, they've taken us to the heart, and it's uh, it's really nice, and everybody mingles together, and yeah, yeah great fun. So how did you how do you research painting for particular things? There's lots of bits of checking the characters it's, out. It's a lot of pictures. Normally what you do is uh, the model that you have, um, yeah. you normally kind of look at what that model is. Yeah. Sometimes you can have a passion of a film. Yeah. Or the model can have a passion as well. Right. Or you look at what your model like my model that I'm painting today has a very similar look to Sadlock. Hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, this is Joe, my beautiful model. Hi Joe. And she has a look of, um, she look at, and she will tell you a little bit more about the character because she actually chose. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so you're Psylocke, I assume, from the new X-Men Apocalypse movie? That's the one, coming out on the 19th of May. Mm-hmm. So why Psylocke for yourself? Is that a person? Um, you said it's a person. So I see that yes. with my dark hair. Yeah. And my frame suits mm-hmm. that. So yeah. yeah, we've gone with that one. Yeah. Bring out yeah the character. So, so you've gone with the movie style rather than the comic style from the previous one. So why the movie style for yourself? just like that style. Mm-hmm. You've got more of the look. She's got yeah. more of the look. Yeah. Her facial features, our whole body features are more yeah. of the look of the uh, the, the movie mm-hmm. character, yes. yes. Yeah. So how how would you describe being a living canvas? Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Best way to say, spend your Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant, thank you very much. And where can we find more information about yourselves online? You can find us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are the Midland Body Paint Project. Yeah. Uh, you'll find us on there. We have a page yes. and we do put all our photos on there and what events that we'll actually be attending next. So if anybody mm-hmm. wants to go and have a look, check us yep. out. If you would like, to, anybody would like to become a model, a photographer yep. or an artist, join the Midland Body Paint group. That and on Facebook as and well. that's on Facebook as well. And you'll get invited into that. And then you've got a chance then to come and yeah. meet and uh, do wonderful events like today. So I'm here with the Marshall family dressed in Warhammer 40k, I believe. It is. It yes. is. It is a very impressive costume. I'm feeling very small right next to this gentleman here. And you're, what, seven foot tall there? Just seven just foot seven tall. Foot tall. Just seven. Absolutely brilliant. So you've been here all day dressed up in the full outfit? I did half a day. Nathan did half a day. <laughs> it is a very long day. We yeah, can do a full day in it. It is. So, how are you enjoying it so far today? Absolutely fantastic day. Yeah, yeah it's been awesome. One of the best comments. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, considering it's only been running for two years, it seems yeah. to be an amazing amount of effort they put into this show. And 
for an artist yeah. point of view, just to see all the artists, yeah. rather than seeing nobody celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> Did you both enjoy doing the cosplay 500 earlier? Uh, yes, it was a little bit confusing, but yeah. <laughs> it was very cold, but yeah, it, it was it was good. That's brilliant, thank you. And so, uh, where can we find you on social media? Because I can't describe how awesome these costumes are myself. So where can we find you online? Uh, on Facebook, it's Hellbender Studios. Yep. And on Instagram, it's Andy.Marshall12. Hello. Hello, we're here with the... X-Men Cosplay Group. Hi, everybody. Can you go around and introduce yourselves? I'm Annette. And who are you as? Uh, X-23. David as Gambit. Rolly as Cyclops. <laughs> Andy as Quixel. Shannon as Dark Phoenix. And, of course, George as? So how are you all enjoying Comics Festival so far today? Good, yeah. So it was one of our favourite cons last year. Just the vibe is really nice. It's nice that there is the focus on natural comic book artists rather than here is some bloke who saw off the TV that time, which is yeah. which is kind of nice. Stomp at the number 83 from the background of that one shot. Yeah. <laughs> I was once in Star Wars, guys. <laughs> so you all put a massive amount of effort into costumes. You're all looking amazing. So we're going with 90s era so you're actually trying to do something special today with getting 500 cosplayers into one picture I believe yeah it's being organised a lot with uh, particularly the guys from ICC which is International Charity Cosplayers who Dave and myself have worked with a couple of times yeah. um, they're trying to get 500 cosplayers all in one photo which I believe is a world record yeah I believe it is going for a world record yeah. so how was your, all your journeys down to Birmingham today? What do you think of Birmingham as a city? Journey was absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> been to Birmingham quite a few times um, and love it here. Yeah, I, I, I grew up just around the corner in Sully Hill, so yeah. Not too far away at all, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a nice city, a uh, lot more culture here than I'm used to. I've been coming back and forth here now for coming up in, what, about a year? Yeah. And yeah, I always enjoy coming down, you know. Nice change, of, nice change of scenery, a lot more to see and do down here, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, George and I used to come here shopping a lot as, like, teenagers, mm-hmm. so uh, this is quite, you know, Many Birmingham is one of our favourites. And George, we've kind of adopted you now into the city, haven't we? Yeah, I've been here about two years now, I'm definitely a Brummie. I think I'm officially a Brummie now, and I now actually work, we've been involved with Jack and Landrum yeah. as well, which I'm told is the rules, and that you're yeah. actually from Birmingham now, which is nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's lovely to get everybody down here before <laughs> everything, um, and for the, with it. This convention last year was the first time we did X-Men as a group, so it's yeah. kind of nice to have everybody back a year on. So how did you all meet on as a cosplay group? Was it through social media or was it...? Uh, me and Nat and Shannon actually went to school together. We've known each other for a very long time. Yeah. So I, then, I went yeah. to uh, university with Andy, so that's how he got roped in. Yeah, and then we picked up uh, Dave and Raleigh at yeah. uh, conventions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So how do you say you feel the convention vibe? kind of thing so do you all enjoy how conventions work oh, or is it is a lot of effort yeah, I understand yeah, but definitely. it's it's one of the things that like for the, especially at the, the bigger cons it's it's a lot of, a lot of see a lot of do lots of laps around you know, lots of stalls and the merchandise and then equally lots of lots of photo shoots usually you know, <laughs> I think normally we'll we'll do at least Marvelous DC X Men Straight Marvel, sometimes Marvel vs. Capcom, if there's one going on. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's plenty of choice to do, do like stuff at a con. So. Yeah. I mean, I've seen uh, quite a lot of um, judges from 2008, Judge Dredd, yeah. those kind of things, wandering around today. So it is an amazing cosplay experience so far. And how about yourselves as a group? Do you find it's a great chance to come and chat? I mean, 
probably from points as far places around the country. Yeah. So is it nice to get all together? It's um, a great icebreaker. So you, you know, you see someone who's wearing the same costume or you know, the same universe, yeah. and you just go up and start talking to them about their outfit. So it's a it's a really friendly atmosphere for just going and talking to strangers about something you you, know, you have in common that you love. So no costume envy then. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely envy, but it's all yeah. very good nature. <laughs> definitely good nature. Do you think? Yeah, I think I think it's something that from outside the community, there's often people assume that there must be something sort of competitive nature to it. And the idea that oh, so and so is a better rogue than you, or a better gambit, better whatever. Like it's kind of my general tends to be like, oh, you do the same thing as me. Be my best friend. This is amazing. And I go to steal ideas if their stuff is better. Yeah. Kind of like oh, how did you build this? It's, it's much more kind of collaborative, I think. Don't get me wrong. But there are some people who. Do take it a bit too seriously and get uber competitive and get a bit, a bit problematic when you know, people do the same costume as them. But as far as, as far as for us, we just want to turn up at a convention, have fun with everybody we know, get get photos, and go home. Yeah, I don't think any of us have really experienced the negative side of competitive cosplay. We we just tend to get along with everyone. Yeah, that sounds like a new Olympic sport there, competitive cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) We do some sort of rounds about things like getting into costume at particular speeds and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You can build the biggest thing. Last minute construction, <laughs> definitely. If you're not finishing your yeah your, your costume in the hotel room the night before, it's not cosplay. Yeah. Right. We're actually going to launch a new feature on the show soon, which is going to be Poundland cosplay. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Brilliant source of materials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to definitely get you all in. Absolutely. For a bit of a uh, judging scene. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So um, you were there with your cosplay group. Can you go through yep. the members list? I know we recapped it in there, but yep. just for anybody who couldn't hear the with my terrible audio quality. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. Yeah, Our X-Men group brings together uh, a few different groups. We've got uh, myself and my partner. Yeah. We are Safe Harbour Cosplay. There's also a group, uh, New Revelations Cosplay. It's spelled yes. N-U. Yeah, and they were really great. I mean, you got a lot of good feedback, I think, on that one. We did, yeah. Well, actually, Comics Festival last year was the first time we'd been out together as a group like that. So yeah. it was fantastic a year on to be invited back as guests. That definitely says that you're doing yeah. something right. It's always mm-hmm. nice. And um, what's your thinking on the cosplay, Keith? Are you going to get a costume done at some point? It, it would take me several years to get to the standard <laughs> of the cosplayers that are there. I'm thinking, you know, yeah. it's it's the, the dedication and the work that goes into it. But look, seeing, seeing yeah. proper X-Men. Uh, yes. last week was like fantastic this is brilliant Cyclops <laughs> looked ace yeah. Gambit looked fantastic Rogue was really good yeah. they were all amazing it's like, that uh, visor yeah. was finished the night before on Cyclops yeah. they spent uh, last year the, the, it was, it's a rebuild of like, the yeah. visor from last year last year they spent it the hour before we all yeah. kind of went to bed in the, with the contents of my kitchen cutlery drawer yeah. finishing the, the wiring <laughs> with the lights um, yeah. and last year it was finished the day before again yeah. this year yeah. But yeah. All, all of these costumes just look so incredible and the diversity yeah. of stuff that you've got you've got like yeah. massive massive suits that people yeah. must have spent years developing yeah. so we heard from the Marshall family there who were there in a full Warhammer 40k chaos warrior yeah. I think I got that right. Yeah, that, that, looked amazing. that was about They're seven incredible. foot tall, about seven foot wide, and the guy was on stilts inside yeah. it. And I, I just couldn't believe how massively creative that was. Yeah, I um, mean, if, you, if, if a 
film studio had made something like that, you yeah. thought this is, but that, the fact that that somebody's made that at home, yeah. it's like yeah, incredible. Yeah, cosplayers can be really hard on themselves about the quality level of their work. I mean, yeah. you only think that people do, they have a huge team of people, thousands of pounds to build yes. these things, and you do that at home, in your yeah. bedroom, in the garage, where you're building out of whatever you can buy, yes. you know, in the local DIY shop. It's incredible. Yeah. So talking of cosplay and building stuff yourself, uh, we've unfortunately picked Guy for this week's and now it's time for Pound Shop Cosplay. <laughs> so Guy is currently standing at... Explain what you're in, Guy, to us all. If you can make your way the over. Guy needs to do this in character. Introduce yeah. himself in character. Come on, Guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you can probably hear a bit of rustling on the mic. Um, that's because I currently have uh, a sheet over me because my costume today is Baymax from Big Hero 6. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> are you are you satisfied with your care today, guy? <laughs> oh, you're gonna be... <laughs> but yeah. So explain how much it costs this week. Uh, this costume cost me the nice price of two pounds. Uh, it oh, consists okay. of a, a Tommy Walsh Tommy Walsh from uh, was it was it Home Improvement Gar- Garden Show? Force Ground Force. Like that, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a sheet that you lay down when you're painting. <laughs> So what I've done is I've cut a head out of the sheet and put my head through it, cut a separate bit out to make Baymax's head, drawn a mouth and marker pen and got two two seat protector pads and stuck them on either side to make the full face. So it cost me the price of two pounds. Very, very <laughs> impressive. We've, we've, got, we've got to do the fist bump. Yeah. It really impairs the vision and it's hard to breathe under it. But it's a great costume. Yeah, so, I think there's a few there's a few safety issues perhaps yes. with, with wrapping yourself in yeah, plastic. Yeah, don't try this at yes. home, guys. Don't try <laughs> this at home, guys. At all, it's just torture for our producers. <laughs> but, um, so if you can think of a good name for our feature, I mean we're using Pound Shop Cosplay at the minute. But if you can think of a better name, please let us know and tweet us into us. Uh, thank you very much for that. Guys. It's your turn next, right? It is definitely my turn next. <laughs> So uh, that's tweeted out now, so you can go and see, tweet it. We're going to be show, putting all the pictures from uh, Comics Festival onto our Instagram later on, and we'll put Guy's Pound, pound Shop cosplay on there as I'm well. I'm literally sweating wearing this shirt. Easily the best Baymax I've ever seen. Easily the best Baymax. I'm, I'm thinking Tommy Walsh needs to launch his own range of cosplay accessories. <laughs> Tommy Walsh cosplay, that would be an yeah. interesting one there. I mean, some gardening implements that you can turn into. You get a trowel and turn it into Namor's trident. <laughs> What's quite funny as well is because people can see inside the studio through a window and they're looking at you guys all around my friends talking around a man wearing, uh, well, basically a, a plastic bag over himself. <laughs> So I'm speaking to Tara here, who's here with her comic, Legend Reverend Winter. Hello, Tara. Hello. And can you talk to us a little bit about it, the comic itself? Yeah, basically, uh, it's um, a children's book in the um, in the form of a comic. Um, and my partner, Matthew, um, he does all of the illustrations, and I do um, the writing side. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're working on the sequel at the moment, um, so we've got lots of merchandise here today. Um, we'll associated with the legend of Everwinter. Yeah, so when did the book get released? Um, it got released a couple of years ago now, um, but we've been working on the second one for quite a while, making yeah. it a bit bigger. Um, and basically it's a story about um, three heroes who go on an adventure to save their kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's got a really good moral to it at the end. Yeah, it looks, I mean, the artwork and looks absolutely beautiful. I mean, very impressed. Oh, yeah, Matthew will be really pleased um, to hear that. He does it all digitally. He also yeah. works at Games Workshop. So, um, oh, right. Yeah. Okay, so... Where can we find more information about the sequel? 
Um, yeah, so more information about Teakwell, if you go on to um, Facebook, um, facebook.com forward slash the legend of Everwinter, we're also on Twitter, and um, you can follow us there. And if you'd like to purchase the book as well, you could also go onto Amazon if you're not here today. So we're now here with Jason Cobley, author, comic book writer, teacher, everything under the sun. We just actually saw you upstairs doing a panel on uh, comics in the classroom. Yes, absolutely. That was uh, I was asked to do that the last minute by Paul Birch, which which I was very happy to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it went quite well. You know, it was good to see um, different perspectives on how people work with children in the classroom, um, helping them to use comics as a tool to read and yeah. and uh, to be more creative. Yeah. That's brilliant. And you've actually just got your own new novel out, which is The Forgotten Child. That's right, yeah. It's uh, called Forgotten Child. It's book one of the Amnesia Agent series. And the idea is that um, when you forget something, the memories actually go to a physical place called Echo. Um, and there's a group of people called Amnesia Agents who are a bit like the X-Files. They, they um, investigate mysteries, but these kind of mysteries are to do with lost memories. So the, the, the novel is about someone uh, as a central character who has woken up one morning and he's the only person who can remember his daughter. Uh, so that's where our mystery begins. That sounds very, uh, really interesting, really amazing, actually. And you've done actually quite a lot of traditional novels into comics, I believe, as well. That's right, yeah. Um, I've been involved with uh, classical comics for quite a while. Um, and uh, they, they traditionally change uh, Shakespeare text into graphic novels and use them in schools. Um, the ones that I've done for them have been um, Frankenstein, Dracula and Inspector Calls, which, uh, which is a, a GCSE text. Um, and basically what I've done is adapt the original text into graphic novel formats. Uh, and we do kind of two editions. One is as close to the original text as possible. And the other one retains the same artwork, but is much more edited for younger readers. That's very great. Thank you very much for your time today. And where can we find more information from from yourself if you want to buy the novel or look online and get some more information about you? Well, um, most of my books are available from Amazon. Um, um, the Forgotten Child is available as an ebook on the Kindle as well, so that's easy to find. Uh, but also, my website is www.writingcobblers.blogspot.co.uk. Very carefully pronounced. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now speaking to Tony Cooper, science fiction author and comic writer. Hello, Tony. Hi there. So, how are you enjoying the show so far today? Uh, it's fine, it's been going really well, I'm enjoying it. I was here last year as well, the very first year it was open, so yeah. came back for this year. It's going well. Yeah, definitely. So what are you here with today? Uh, well, I'm here selling my novels, I do science fiction superhero novels, uh, sci-fi comedy, short stories, and also my new release comic book. Brilliant. And so what's the, um, so your new comic book is called Powerless, so what's that about? It's, all... uh, it's about a woman who's a police officer by day, but by night she's a vigilante superhero. Very interesting. Yeah, so it's all about uh, sort of conflict of roles, basically. It's like following the law by day, but breaking the law at night. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, um, how do you come up with the concept for your books? Is it a lot of research, or is it whatever comes to mind at the time? It's just whatever came to mind, really. The first idea was, um, in the first book, this old superhero comes out of retirement. It's like, well, what, what happened to me in the past? What's he doing now? What brings him out of retirement? And, it's all about him meeting the main character in the comics, Haley, um, and how they sort of get on and sort of start working together. So it's just, yeah, those ideas just come from that. So absolutely brilliant. And where can we find you online if you're not in attendance at the Comics Festival today? Uh, well, my own website's uh, hungryblackbird.com. They can also find all my books as ebooks on Amazon and everywhere else you guys work. And can we find you on social media anywhere? Yes, I'm on Twitter at underscore Tony Cooper. 
and I've also got a Facebook page, Tony Cooper Author. So I'm chatting now to Asia Alfasi Art, is that pronounced correctly? Nope, you pronounce it Asia Alfasi Art. Asia. I do apologise. <laughs> but you're here drawing only, mainly today? Yes, yes, yes. Um, so you're doing commission pieces for Wide Worlds, that's from here. Yeah, yeah, but, um, so what do you do outside of conventions? Um, I am a professional graphic novelist, so um, I have my biggest debut it's supposed to be happening at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, it's called Ewa, and it's a tale of semi autobiographical graphic novel yeah. about uh, a Libyan family coming to the UK. Oh, right, that's brilliant. So, um, how do you feel as a female copywriter? Do you think they're coming through a lot? coming through a lot more in the industry now where females are getting a bit more recognised in the industry? Um, I think uh, as the advent of uh, manga and anime into the UK yeah. it's completely blown the field apart to bring yes equality between yeah. men and women. Either we're talking about in fandoms, so before yeah. comic conventions, back in 2006 was the first one that I went to, yeah. there were no girls there, really, there were hardly, there were, yeah. you could count yeah. on the one hand the girls that were there. But nowadays, if you go to a comic con, and especially the more mm. aimed it is at manga or anime, for example, the huge yes. MCMs, it would be 50 50 yeah. men, women, girls, boys, artists, and hunters, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing about anime becoming much more of a larger, and manga, of course, becoming a larger thing over the Japanese influences coming in to art, especially, I think, over into the UK, as bringing a lot of people in who would never have thought about comics in the street. Yeah, that, that is. I believe because uh, within the manga industry, with the Japanese uh, comics industry, they cater to everybody. Yeah. Um, each subset has its own, you know, each yeah. demographic has its own comics and manga aimed towards them. Yeah. So everybody is included, and that is reflected within its yeah. uh, artists and writers as well, who also are 50 50. Yeah. So the girls here yeah. in the UK have finally found things where it caters to them, yeah. um, and they have likewise responded to it by drawing and creating as well. That's brilliant. And have you taken a lot of mangler, the manga influence into your? Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, because, because I'm Libyan, I come from the Middle East, and we grew yeah. up with anime yeah. from back like in the 70s and the 80s. Mm -hmm. So for us, this was what we grew up on. This was yeah. our bread and butter, and um, it's not new to me at all. I know yeah. that it's very new to the UK in comparison to yeah. other comics and other uh, art, but uh, yeah, it's old news for me, and that is the style that I draw in. That's brilliant, thank you. And um, so. We can hear you're not a local person to Birmingham in your voice there, <laughs> but um, what are you finding of Birmingham and, and your visit down to here? No, see, the thing is, I've been living in Birmingham for 16 years. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, oh. No, no, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. It's so funny, at the beginning I was told by my Scottish friends, yeah. oh, lose the Scottish accent as soon yeah. as you can because nobody will like it down yeah, in everybody England. Loves the Scottish but Scottish everybody Scottish. apparently loves it. Yeah. So I was like... Everybody has a completely different yeah. um, outlook on each other. So the English think, oh, the Scots are cute. Well, the Scots yeah. are like, oh, beware of the English. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so as a Birmingham adoptee... I, I love Birmingham. Birmingham is my favourite city. Yeah. It's definitely my adoptive kind of city and I yeah. adore it. And I think it's actually becoming quite a big centre for geek culture in the country. I mean, because we've got the MCN Comic Festival, Birmingham Comic Festival here today. There's quite a lot of conventions that go on, say, like Kitacon. 
at Hilton Metropole, Rogue Events. Yeah, 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 always, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always some geeky things going on in Birmingham. How do you find it as an artist in Birmingham in the creative space? Well, it was, I mean, when I first started doing comics, it was uh, through, there was a huge competition um, from the Custard Factory, actually, yeah. called Strip Search, where they were searching people who drew, who drew comic strips. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just had to clarify that. And uh, so um, from then, and from Custard Factory, and what they provided, and the push for the arts, it was just on a different level. Yeah. And this, we're not even talking about how um, varied the culture is here, yeah. that you just find everybody. For the first time ever actually coming to Birmingham when I moved to Birmingham I felt that I was hey, I can call myself British, you know, and it was it was just a completely different level than I was used yeah. to. So we're just around the corner from you actually at the warehouse cafe in Digbeth. So oh. not too far away from the custom factory at all. So um, how do you find Digbeth as a cultural scene? That is where the culture scene is. You know, yeah. It's the mother of culture scene in Birmingham yeah. and that's if anybody wants a taste of the arts in all sorts of different ways. Yeah. Uh, in all their flavours, you will get um, a taste for that in Digbeth, 100%. That's brilliant, thank you very much. And uh, where can we find you online if people aren't here at the Comics Festival today? Um, find me on www.asiaalfaseart.com yep. or a Facebook page of the same name. And on Twitter? Just Asia Alfase. That's brilliant, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hello again, Steve. Hello, good to see you again. Uh, how's it going today? Um, so far, so good. You know, we've been open now about an hour. People are coming in, uh, they seem to be enjoying themselves, and there's um, lots of great stuff to, to see and do here. Yeah, I mean, I think both myself and Guy are amazed about what we've seen so far. I mean, there's such a fantastic abundance of talent. We have so many great writers and artists here today, uh, as well as at some great kind of publishers and dealers where you can get some really good bargains. And, of course, we've got a whole cosplay area upstairs, cosplay world, where there's loads of kind of movie props and sets and, and just lots to see and do and of course don't forget the um, the Batmobile in yes. the corner there <laughs> yeah we've already grabbed a few interviews with the people outside when we looked at the Jurassic Park Jeep that's here Max Rock Stanky's Interceptor Gotham Police Car we saw those outside yeah I mean it's great because as, as comics are very much the heart of the of the convention which is part of the Berlin Comics Festival we, we know from, from ourselves that we're not just interested in comics. We, we, li- we like to, to watch uh, genre movies, yeah. uh, television, and gaming. You know, there's a, there's a whole lot of interest in all those things. So um, it's great to kind of bring all that together in one place, but making sure that comics are the real heart of the show. Brilliant, thank you. And you're here with your own little comic book. Yes, um, this, this weekend also marks the debut of the first book of Flintlock, which is uh, the ongoing series, uh, which I planned with all set in the 18th century. Um, yeah, we had a, a, a successful Kickstarter pre-order campaign, which uh, finished right at the end of um, March. Um, and you know, it, it was an opportunity for people to pre-order the book at a really kind of great, great price. Um, so far, uh, the reaction to the book has been great. We've had our first reviews published, and they've been excellent. They've, we've had interest from um, lots of different media channels, including um, media channels in, in India, uh, regarding um, one of the characters, Shanti the Pirate Queen because um, it turns out it's the first South Asian character that's ever been created in British comics. Wow. So, so that's the first. So I'm looking forward to people enjoying the book um, and then all, all set now for book two due to come out in November. And where can we buy it online? Well, Nostalgia and Comics have copies on their shelves. Best comic shop in Birmingham and they're, they're probably one of the best in the entire country to be perfectly honest. Uh, we also have the website www.timebombcomics.com um, and that's available there direct um, and you know all the prices there include include shipping so 
whether you're uh, here in the UK, in Europe, rest of the world, there, there's a price point there if you just order the book that way. You heard a chat with some of the artists we had in attendance uh, there, including Steve Tanner, one of the co-organisers who released his book Flintlock at the show, which you can always find at Nostalgia and Comics, Keith's favourite place in the known universe. Is that right, Keith? <laughs> yeah, I try, I try to spend as little time in there as possible because otherwise I'll yeah. run out of cash very quickly. <laughs> well, Nostalgia and Comics is the best place to get comics in the city centre. George, have you I fre- frequent I definitely agree with that. Visitor? I was about to say I have to do exactly the same and not go in there or yeah. yes, accidentally buy everything. <laughs> Right, as you as we mentioned earlier, there's quite a few dealers there trading their disparate wares at the show. There's quite a range of interesting things. Uh, so I set myself, Keith, and Guy a challenge to find some tat. <laughs> this is probably the easiest way to describe it for the for the princely sum of five pounds. So we all had a run around in the run around in the convention, all off on our own to try and find something. Uh, so we're gonna go through what our experiences was there and we're going to get George and Sean to choose the winner uh, so have a listen so Ryan set me the task of trying to find something really random and really bizarre at the comics festival that we could potentially give away on the show which will impress him with a random nature so I'm now stuck in a crowd of people I can't move down there I have limited time and I need open space to run in what can I buy what could I buy this is complicated lots of comics but I want to surprise him I want to get him something really really good but I don't know what to get oh I'm getting stuck again where am I going that looks like it's got a lot of stuff at that stand no, quite busy there, so I'll give that a miss. What's really strange right now is people are giving me the strangest looks ever because I'm just a guy walking down this comic convention talking into a microphone, and it looks strange. Alright, it's time for my £5 hat challenge. So, see you in a bit. Alright, so just wandering around Hall 2 upstairs, trying to find the best item I can for a fiver. It's actually a little bit quieter up here it was downstairs when Guy was doing his challenge, but still quite busy. So I'm currently stuck in a queue behind the man who looks like Emmett from Lego Movie. Uh, it's a backlog of people, my time is running out and I still haven't purchased anything. This is not good. Interesting mugs going on here. What else can we see? Keyring, shot glasses. Interesting bottle openers. And I can find at the moment it's in our primary. Right, next one, Pokemon cards. Pin badges. Ooh, ancient toys. Always good. Oh, oh it's getting bad. Really struggling to find something here. So we've, we've had a look around. Yep. We've, we found some stuff. We found knitted things. We found uh, little tiny superhero bits and pieces. And we found found many things that we thought might win, although they were a bit expensive. But we we found the ultimate thing here, which is. Even better. It's gold. It's chunky. 
and it's super bling. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pick up this, and I'll maybe tell you later what it is that we bought. This is genuinely really hard. I can't find anything. As I'm walking around so quickly, nothing is coming to, I'm looking for something that just springs to my eye line and makes me go, wow, nothing is coming to mind at the moment, no. Everything just looks too, too nice and not that strange. So the item I've picked up appears to be a cat with a fish on its face and a paper hat. Uh, it's from a Japanese anime. Um, its name is Yakenseisei. Let's go back to this stall. And with that, my challenge is complete. I have managed to pick up something which will be popping onto the Instagram later. Hooray! Um, so that was our experience running around frantically because we set ourselves a five minute time stop on there to spend our five pounds. Um, how, how fun was that for you two guys? I was stressed. You sent me to do that task when it was the busiest. Emmett from Lego Movie was running around, you know, driven around at a slow pace, causing yes. massive queues. I was stressed. I ran yeah. around, you know, I thought I had a sweat on one of the Baymax costumes. I was worse when I was running around looking for this, this item that I'm holding my hand. Yeah. Keith, you were doing challenge your full-on uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Like, I've got yes. less than five minutes left. <laughs> it, it was really hard. because You had two pairs of eyes. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's just... But the, it was so much stuff you were going, oh, no, I want that for myself. I want that for myself. I want yeah. that for myself. It was like, oh, this is too difficult. Yeah, because I was upstairs in Hall 2 instead of doing Hall 1 where you two were doing yours. So I thought, I'll try that because it might be a bit quieter. But I was, I think I ran around the hall about three times trying to escape the Cylon and like get in to find see stuff. Right, so it's time to reveal our purchases, which will pop on the Twitter in a little let bit. Guy go first. Let Guy go first. Guy looks excited about okay, this. Okay, I, I, Mine just caught my eye. Um, it's it cost me four pounds. It's incredibly small. Um, it is, and I don't really know how else to describe it other than these words. It's a cat. It has a fish <laughs> stuck to its face, and it's wearing a paper hat. I don't know much else about it other than that. I, that's all I could describe is that. that. So, <laughs> you know, if anybody knows what this is. Feel free to contact Geeky Beer and me on Twitter because I'd love to know. <laughs> Keith, do you want to go next? Okay, so I, I, we went around and we saw th lots of different things. So we saw stuff that was knitted. We saw stuff that was not knitted. So I went, in the end, I went for what? what's the, the best kind of thing that I, I would think of? As so I went for something that was um, large, yep. useless, covered in gold, yep. uh, but also uh, is practical. Yes, uh, it has purpose. You can you do something with it. So I've ended up with a um, a gold infinity gauntlet mm. uh, from, so, uh, for, from from yeah from uh, well potentially well, from Guardians of the Galaxy well, and the Marvel Universe. So yes. yeah, but it, it's actually also doubles about the keyring and um, potentially <laughs> the world's largest keyring, potentially yeah. an offensive weapon as well. Yeah. So it's you like, lose yeah. your keys in your bag though, would no. you, or something like no. that. I'm not going to lie, if you're walking around that in your pocket, it's possibly a bit of a weird look. It's quite yeah. bulky, so... Quite, quite, well, it's very shiny. Very, very it's shiny. It's totally bling. It's, it's in its packaging, yet the shiny's still coming through. It's that shiny. Right, so mine was um, slightly different. I found some trading cards. But they're very special trading cards. They are the Prisoner TV series from the 70s. <laughs> Collection 2. So it's not even the first volume. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a pack of 50 Prisoner trading cards. I think Dave's actually trying to size them up to see if he wants it for his collection. <laughs> <laughs> so that's wow. our three piles of tat. So <laughs> who do you think wins? Oh, 
That's a tough decision. Uh, I think I'm going to have to discount the Infinity Gauntlet just because that seems too useful. You can get too much use out of that. And the theme was attacks. <laughs> I was overconfident. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the cat just because it's so random. I don't. Yeah, I'm leaning towards that just for the sheer fact that none of us know what it's supposed to be from. Serious too. <laughs> I think one of the things with the with Guy's piece is that I'm not even sure if it's a thing. It's, <laughs> so, so it's on a stand, so yeah. it's, it's blatantly designed for a shelf. So it's not even like an eraser or anything. It's just what it's could it possibly mean? Yes. Yeah. It is indescribable. Where it's supposed to be from? Well, what? Yeah, I think I think purely for its inexplicableness, I've got to go. Yeah, my, yeah. my feeling yeah. is the cat. Yes, I think yes. Guy wins. Yes. Guy wins. Very well done. Well done. So now we're just going to talk to a few more of the people that we uh, bumped into whilst wandering around the comics festival. Now here with Angus and Joe and um, their brilliant self-published book, Blood. Um, so yeah. Hi everyone, uh, I'm Jo Kravetch and I've written a comic called Blood uh, with an amazing artist called Angus Medford, it's our first ever comic. Um, Blood is based on a family ghost story where uh, by when I was a couple of months old the ghost of my uncle saved my life. He came back and led my mother up to my crib and my mother found me in distress. My uh, airways were blocked so my mum unblocked my airways and called an ambulance. So that story has inspired this comic. Since that night, I've felt quite protected as a person. Um, I've got a good life. My fa- I go to university. I've got a good job. I've got good friends. But my family, it's very different. There's a lot of tragedy in my family, um, a lot of bad stories. And that's always got me thinking why that is. So I've created a character who goes out to find out the reason why she feels protected and she is protected compared to her kin and in doing so it brings her closer to them. So yeah that's our comic. Um, We've been really surprised by the reception to it. I was always hoping it would be a good reception. we bet on having a hundred printed to last us a whole year. We've now sold, and I quote, 137 in three weeks, which we are really, really, really pleased with. Um, so now we are planning issue two, and issue two is going to be out in September this year, and we hope to be launching it at ICE if we can in Birmingham. So, yeah, that's from me. <laughs> Uh, hi, I'm Angus, I'm the artist, and I don't know if there's much more I can add. So I think Joe summed it up pretty well. It's been really fun to work on. The reception's been great. Like, I don't think we ever expected it to do quite as well as it has and so fast. But um, yeah, couldn't be happier. Really enjoyed it. I'd like to add that Angus, once again, is brilliant. Come on to www.2000bc.net. That's www.2000bc.net. 2000bc.net where you can buy blood and you can see more of our work. Thanks. So I'm here with Ben, who's, well, how would you describe yourself? Illustrator, cartoonist, comic yeah. artist, I think. I think that probably covers it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're here today with your book, which is Stormhaven Ticks, which is an adventuring academy. Yes, it's um, about two technicians in a school who prepare the lessons for the magic department, who get potions ready and, and deal with all the things that crop up when, yeah. in, in a magic department. 
Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, I can see some of your beautiful sketch work and sketch commissions here. I mean, Spirits Away, Legend of Zelda, X-Files. So do you do commissions quite often? If you can hear that in the background, there's a Cylon walking back. I, I, mostly, I work for myself and I do stuff that interests me. I've just got my first two like convention commissions at the moment. Oh, right. Um, so I'm just working on those. I've got a little Doctor Octopus I'm doing and some Undertale work. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice drawing for people. Like yeah. and, and who appreciate, like yeah. obviously I appreciate my artwork. It's, it's really nice. It's, it's kind of humbling. That's brilliant. Thank you. And where can we find you online if we want to find you? I'm on Twitter at GoGoRobotendo or Robotendo.com. I'm here with Matthew Craig, Birmingham-based comic author. Well, I'm actually from Telford, but uh, I was inspired by the city when I was kicked out of university 15 years ago. Not that I'm bragging about being a college dropout with two degrees. But yeah. uh, no, I um, I came home yeah. via uh, to Telford via New Street, and uh, I stepped out the back of the old New Street station, and they were digging down for the foundations of the new bull ring, and, and it looked like the set of Indiana Jones. And I looked into this kind of pit of sort of revealed archaeological layers, and I thought, what could they possibly be digging up? World War Two bomb, Ark of the yeah. Covenant, and there were cranes overhead, and there was a whole terrible mystical atmosphere about the place and I looked up and I saw the rotunda yes. looming overhead and I snapped my fingers and I said that's where the superheroes live mm-hmm. and, and that was the inspiration really for my um, my first Brummie superhero comic Trouble Brewing right. which was about a father and son the father had been orphaned during the Blitz and he joined yeah. the army and fallen backwards into some superpowers and had defended the streets of Birmingham as a kind of a teddy boy superhero yes. called the Blue Ted and yeah. it was really a story of, of this son growing up with uh, the world's greatest dad and, 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 and a dad with whom he could share things mm-hmm. and then what happened basically when he he, he, he sacrificed himself yeah. uh, to save his son and the city at large and there seems to be a, a lot of death in my comics unintentionally <laughs> um, yeah. I, I started off by writing comics about my dog the, the whole stupid enterprise was his idea really and, and uh, he died 20 odd years ago but when I uh, was thrown out of university and I didn't have a career to fall back on he sort of turned up in my imagination and, and said well, we could do this we could tell stories we could have fun and, 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 and play and, and, and yeah. it'll be all fun and games you know? yeah. and uh, 10 years later I'm completely penniless my teeth are falling out and my hair, which used to be a beautiful wavy blonde, is now red with blood and stress. <laughs> so you have a new comic book now called New Street. I do, yes. New Street. Looking for love in all the wrong places and starting with the bull ring. New Street was actually my, my very first superhero idea as, as, as an adult, obviously, as yeah. a child and created superheroes. Um, and New Street is, um, he's a kind of kitchen sink superhero. He like Spider-Man, like the Blue Beetle. He's... Uh, He's just a, a young lad looking after his widowed father and trying to live up to a promise he made to his mother at a hospital bedside. In, in which, in this case, um, being a good son, living a, a good and full life, and, and finding a nice girl to settle down with. It's not really his fault that he keeps running into supervillains. <laughs> and in this, in this first story, he falls foul of a community arts-themed gang of uh, super thieves who use technology planted in statues and pictures that they smuggle into banks and offices in order to rip people off. And he meets the, the leader of this group called Shakira Salt, obviously. Yeah. You know, slightly Will Eisnery sort of a name. Um, 
and they see something in each other, they recognize something in each other, and they have a, a little flirtation and a little fightation. And mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's sort of all about how, you know, how sometimes that just really isn't enough. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's about a, a, a guy kind of dealing with the fact that, he, he, you know, when they tell you to be yourself, sometimes yeah. you're not entirely sure which self to be. Yes. Um, so where can we find more information about this if you're not at Birmingham Comics Festival today? If you're today? not at Birmingham Comics Festival, I'll be at ICE. Um, you can buy New Street uh, from me directly at comicsy, C-O-M-I-C-S-Y dot co dot UK forward slash the Matthew Craig, where you'll also find digital downloads of my older comics such as Trixie Biker, Trouble Brewing, my original Brummy superhero comic, yep. and Vitale, the zombie son of Romeo and Juliet. And where can we find you on social media? Um, uh, I'm on Twitter at the Matthew Craig, and uh, that's probably the best place for you. You'll get sketches and me crying about Spider-Man three or four times a week, and uh, complaining about not having enough time to chat with Ruthie Henshaw or whatever actress walks past my table today. <laughs> you know, but you know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm easy. That's probably enough Matthew Craig for one lifetime. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you very much. Thanks. So I'm speaking to Dan and Natasha, who've probably the most awesome Jeep I've ever seen. Hi both. Thank you very much. Uh, and so, tell us about your Jeep. It's a Jurassic Park themed Jeep. It is. It's a 94 Wrangler Sahara Jeep, which they used in the first movie, and then again in Jurassic World, the newest movie, where the kids find the old abandoned Jeeps, which is a bit of a homage to the first film. That's what they're trying to put it back in again, but it's a 95% accurate representation of what we saw in the movie. There's still a couple of bits missing on it, but generally it's as you saw it. And how long has it taken you to get the vehicle to the standard it is? Ooh, all in, I would say... Yeah, give or, give or take nine months to, to get it to what it looks like now. When it first came, it was just the gold colour that you see now. Yeah, and then it was all changed to look like one for the film. So how many times have you watched the film to make sure it's as accurate as possible? To be honest, I haven't seen the film in a long time. Um, I saw it when I was a kid, back in 93. Um, and it, I sort of fell in love with the film then. But from then on, I've, I've not really watched it that much. It was the opportunity. I've always driven a Jeep of some sort. And I thought, why not? Let's do a Jurassic Park Jeep. Yeah, uh, it's a beautiful looking thing. I can't think how close you've got it. You've got the little number plate on the front. Yeah, yeah, we've got all the little bits and pieces they have. There's... Um, like obviously the, in the movie there's only one that you see with the soft top on normally they have the top off so it's yeah. like an open jeep but because yeah. England's not like Costa Rica we have to run with the uh, yeah. soft top on it <laughs> but generally when it gets to the summer the top will come off and it'll look even more yeah. like it does in the film that's brilliant thank you very much and where can we find more information if you want to hire the vehicle uh, generally we've got a Facebook page which is linked in the Transformers car hire here with Marty who's come with the entire collection of the Monsters Inc family hello Marty hello mate how are you Thank you. So you're local to Comics Festival? Yes, we're based in Solihull. Explain for people who can't see visually what you've actually got set up here. I mean, we've got Sully, Mike Wazowski, little Boo in there. And we've also got a very special Randall, which we had made. The very shiny Randall. Then. Yes, yes, exactly. 
The beauty of it is, uh, we charge it to have your picture taken. We print it out straight away for you. Up to six people in one picture. We charge £6 and £3 of that is donated to Cancer Research. Absolutely. Thank you. If you wanted to hire you for rent or find you online or look at pictures, where can we find you? We're on Facebook under Monsters Uni. Monsters Uni. So if you want to have a look there, see what it's like, drop onto Monsters Uni, have a picture. It's a brilliant little setup. We're speaking to Mark Goodman from Mostly Curious Games. Hello, Mark. Hi, yeah. How are you? Are you enjoying Comics Festival so far? Yes, it's been good, yeah. It's been a good response so far, so yeah, good day. So we're looking at your stand here. You've got some very steampunk-inspired uh, Star Wars memorabilia. Yeah, I've got lots of stuff here. A lot of it's Star Wars. I've also got a big Batman section and, and a few other pieces. So it's something to please everyone, hopefully. Yeah, so I'm loving the little um, Tesla induction engine fighter there. Well, the thing is, it's like this is Star Wars influence, but it's all a little bit tongue-in-cheek. So I make it, I put the time and effort into it, but it's not meant to be taken seriously. So yeah. people look at it and smile on the face. That's a good response. So is this your first comics festival or were you here last year? Uh, I wasn't at this one. I came as came like, just a, a person yeah. to look around. I really liked it. It's got a great atmosphere. Yeah. I spoke to them and, and I've got an exhibition this year, so yeah. it's good. So everything on the stall is for sale today. Uh, it's some brilliant things. You've got your 19th century falcon. Yeah, um, or, yeah. I make her work, so I sell it. I do commission work. A few pieces have been pre-bought and given away as competitions, but everything else, I'm hopefully here to sell some of it. Yeah. Uh, we've actually got a few competition prices flowing around on the internet, which you can register to pre-win. Yeah, if you go on in, uh, on Instagram, uh, the company is called Boxier, which is B-O-X-I-E-N-T, and they're doing like a, a box each month that you subscribe to. It's a company that are launching soon, but they've commissioned me to do monthly prizes for them. So anyone who goes on in advance and registers no commitment but they're, they're entered into a free draw and there's a BB-8 and there's a Batman piece as well at the prizes and I've got to say that BB-8 is one of the coolest little steampunk things I've ever seen there um, well, I've got a Facebook page which is mostly CG I've got a website which is mostly Curious Games uh, and I can be contacted through either of those venues are you on Twitter as well? I am yes again it's a mostly CG on Twitter and I'm on Instagram in the same name as well so here we've Gavin Hoffman who's from North York Pop Department otherwise known as the NYPD hello Gavin hello how are you Thank you. Coming down to Birmingham today and joining us here in the beautiful Edgbaston Stadium. It's about four and a half hours from Scarborough yesterday, that's where we're, we're based. But uh, yeah, we, uh, we got all set up this morning and uh, looking forward to a good day. Yeah. So you're here with the Iron Throne, Predator, uh, amazing map. How do you choose which props you're going to make? Oh, it's whatever takes your fancy really. Um, it all started with uh, a mate of mine saying, uh, you'll do fiberglassing, can you make me a Captain America shield for my son? And that was 15 years ago. And uh, as you can see, we've uh, we've grown to the making uh, things like the seven foot tall Predator we have, the Iron Throne, which is basically loads and loads of bits of rubbish we found around the workshop, and it, I think it looks all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, what we've done is we've put a little, as it's the NYPD throne rather than the actual Iron Throne, we put a few little, uh, few little Easter eggs in there, you know. So if you look at it closely, you'll see uh, you'll see the Batman sign and uh, a couple of pieces of um, Tuscan Raiders and uh, Stormtrooper armor and that sort of thing. It's just little things to catch people's eye. Can we buy your? Pop- well, we do everything through Facebook. So uh, and if you want a commission, if you want us to make something from scratch, we'll have a go and, and see if we can do it for you. If you type in uh, North Yorkshire Props Department NYPD, we'll be there. So now we've we've made our way around the comics festival floor, and we've got we've come across to uh, Birmingham's premier comic shop stall, Nostalgia and Comics. It's, we're lucky enough to be able to speak to Surfer Dave yet again with his dulcet tones. Hello, how are you? Hey, how we going? You all good? Uh, it's been brilliant. The the, the crowd, the uh, the cosplays are just immense. Um, they're absolutely amazing cosplays that we've got going on. The uh, there's a lovely atmosphere here. Um, 
it's just been a real good geeky old time. So I'm here with Jess Lees, who is doing laser cut jewellery. Hi there, um, my name's Jess, I run snicksandbam.co.uk, shameless plug, um, and I make nerdy plastic jewellery for, well, nerds, I guess. Yeah, I'm having a look through, we've got loads of things, we've got Star Wars. Everyone asks us for Game of Thrones and I never seem to like do it, I don't know why, just yeah. pop, never pops into my head, although, no. you know, Dire Wolves, awesome, yeah. dragons. Stop. So we've got Star Wars, Star Trek, we got Star Wars, yeah, DC, DC, everything in the sun. We've got some Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, always yeah, a popular got, one. So, um, <laughs> you name it, I've got it except for Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what got you into doing a laser cut jewellery? Um, I studied at the School of Jewellery for five years um, and I've got a degree in uh, jewellery and silversmithing and various CAD technologies. So you're a local girl then? I am indeed, I'm from Warsaw. Um, probably tell from the accent. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I just yeah, I did five years there. Came out, worked at an auction house for a little while. Decided that's not very fun. Yeah. And decided to quit my job and become a massive nerd. No, <laughs> the amazing quality of the things that we can see here. Oh, thank you. Uh, being a Birmingham girl, is this your first Birmingham Comics Festival? It's, or were you it's here my last year? second Birmingham Comics Festival. Um, I'm usually at uh, MCM Birmingham, yeah. and I've travelled. Um, as far north as Glasgow and as far south as Brighton for Comic Cons wow, over the last so year. Wow, so quite a few then. Yeah, I do a lot. <laughs> so if we wanted to look at your wares online and so listeners can't see, of course, where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me at www.snickedandbamp.co.uk. Yep. Um, well, it's a bit awkward to spell. It's S-N-I-K-T yep. and Normaland and B-A-M-F. Just search Snicked and Bamf and you should find me and I'm on Instagram as well. Talking to Solly, who's an artist here at Birmingham Comic Festival. Hello, Solly. Hello. You're selling some of your original artwork here today? I am, yeah. Original artwork and limited edition prints of my artwork as well. So, according to a little sign, you are an official Star Wars artist. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, uh, Tops Trading Cards. They saw my uh, work uh, two years ago on DeviantArt and... Mm -hmm. uh, they invite me to do one of their Star Wars sets, and uh, and it's quite hard to get onto their sets. Yeah, and um, I, I can imagine. Yeah, that, but, but they invited me, yeah. so I've done that, and I'm um, I'm just working on my ninth set for them, which is a Force Awakens set. So, so are those coming out soon? Uh, I think they're coming out um, later this year, later summer. Oh, so, but yeah. there's a set I've just finished called Star Wars Evolutions, and that will be out fairly soon as well. All right, so if you're a top trading card fan, keep an eye out for those ones. Definitely coming up. And you do some original pieces as well? Do, yeah, lots of original Star Wars, Star Trek. Um, I've got a lot of Walking Dead stuff and uh, a whole mix. A lot of 1980s uh, um, art as well. Yeah. The classic TV shows like yeah. Night Rider. I'm sure I can see a little Airwolf in the corner. Yeah, there is Airwolf. We've got Blue Thunder as well, Street Hawk. Yeah. Uh, the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, yeah, Dukes of Hazard, Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. All so, beautiful, beautiful piece of artwork. Thank you. Um, and where can we find you online if customers aren't yeah, here? You can find me at uh, www.sm-artworks.co.uk or you can look for me, SM Artworks, on Facebook as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm on Twitter also. That was some of the dealers that we had there. I mean, there were some really cool guys there. I mean, what, did you guys pick up anything for yourselves? Yeah, I spent most of my time talking to uh, Mike Collins, one of the yes. fantastic artists there, who was one of the early people to work on X-Men, actually drew Gambit for the first yes. time as a resident Gambit fangirl. I had to go over and uh, make a fuss, and we got yeah. some prints. Yeah. Very kindly signed for us. Very nice, very nice. Keith, did you, yeah. how much did you spend, or do you not want to... I'm, I'm not going to reveal <laughs> how much I spent, because there might be people here that, that uh, shouldn't know. No, mostly I bought a lot of prints and uh, yeah. artwork this time around, so... Um, yeah. Seems like I've now got to find a room to actually put on the walls. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I've got to do that. And it was good to see Mike Collins again there because he's yeah. got uh, such a range of comic stuff. He does loads and loads of stuff yeah. with Doctor Who stuff. So there'll be stuff out there 
person that you see for Doctor Who that doesn't have Mike's names associated with it, but he has yeah. got it there. Yeah, I didn't realise how local he was. That's really awesome that we have somebody like that yeah. who is from, from the Birmingham area. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows Alan Moore's not that far away from Birmingham. He's a Midlands guy, but there is a fantastic range of artists in the local area, a lot of independent ones. I mean, uh, you actually had a custom piece of art drawn, didn't you, Guy? I did, uh, and I was uh, very much the best boyfriend in the world for doing it. So, um, <laughs> Explain to our listeners what it is. Yeah, I got um, Agent Alpafi to um, do a customised picture of a small cockapoo dog, <laughs> which is the prized <laughs> possession of my girlfriend's life. Yeah. Um, and it literally is absolutely beautiful. We've put it up on the Twitter to have a look yeah. at. And, um, yeah. There you go. You want to get in with your girlfriend? Yeah. Get some, get some custom artwork done. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. take it your pictures being moved off the mantelpiece in preparation for the cockapoo to be put over there. I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's, yeah. yeah. It's nice. Well, I, I spent way too much. I mean, I got um, uh, wifey a kitten's colouring in book, which was a very limited run there. I think she's enjoying that. And I got her a little light of Baymax that she's using as a nightlight on her side of the bed, which she absolutely adores it's it's a great place to go find random things like that which you never probably would purchase and but you always find something you're going to love there i feel that we didn't get sean a gift so yeah. i'm actually going to present sean with a, a packet of business cards which i've managed to collect <laughs> it's like we were thinking of you mate so yes. enjoy wow that means a lot actually i did get sean a little gift which we have mentioned earlier, but I didn't say that it was going to be presentative. They are Space Jam collectible trading cards. Get in. That's, that's <laughs> epic. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Features a special uh, lenticular motion card in there Which as well. Which Keith so may steal off to, you. Yeah. Hours yeah. <laughs> of endless fun. Yes. Keep from the show where everybody wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so next we're going to just go quickly into a, our final wrap-up and catch-up with some of the people who are in attendance there. Chance for Ebook here, and you do a lot of YouTube videos for yourself drawing. That's right, yeah, so I, I draw anything from like, you know, Batman and Harley Quinn to D- The Terminator, um, but I have a camera that I'm recording myself to probably take me about 20 hours um, to, to do, and uh, I, I just put them up on YouTube as a speed drawing, condensed into a five minute video clip. So you're a local boy? I am, yeah. I'm from Sally Hill. Is this your first experience at the Birmingham Comics Festival, or were you here last year? No, this is my first experience, yeah. Actually, I've done a few Comic-Cons up north, in like Bolton and Manchester area, but this will be my first one in, in Birmingham, so to do more local this time. How do you pick who you're going to draw around? Um, I mean, I get a lot of people on YouTube who, who request things. Um, you know, they'll say, oh, can you, could you draw this, or such and such, um, and also based around what, what films are coming out and, and games. Um, so what, what's new and, and recent, um, but ultimately it, it's through personal choice. The, uh, my YouTube channel, The Lee Cartoon, um, and uh, I mean you can just type in my name, Lee Bork, and, it, and, it, and all my videos come up on there. Like, uh, it's Facebook and Twitter, um, I keep them up to date quite regularly. I'm speaking to Helen Asia. Hello Helen. Hey there. So you're here with lots and lots of cat things, is probably the best way to describe it. Can you explain what you've got? here on today? Well, I'm a crazy cat lady, so pretty much everything here is cat-themed. I've got my comic here, which is Cats Are Better Than People, and that's like a collection of sketches um, based on the antics of my own three cats. They're very special. Yep. (laughs) And then we've also got a colouring book, which is called Colouring Kitties. Yes. And it's like an intricate designed book that you can spend hours on. 
they don't say pocket size, so it fits, you know, yeah. right there. And then I've got some prints mm -hmm. of various things, mostly cats, some yeah. foxes, some owls. A little pug I can see there on the fox. There is one pug, yeah. He's special as well. And yeah. So this is your first experience at the Birmingham Comics Festival. How are you enjoying it so far? Um, it's great. It's good vibe, lots of friendly people, good to chat, and yeah, yeah it's good fun. Cool. And so if we wanted to find you online, where can we find you? I am on Facebook as Art of Hellenasia and I'm also at Hellenasia.com. So not on Twitter yet, but soon. I'm on Instagram as well though as um, cats are better than people. Keep an eye out for that one. Thank you very much, Helen. Thank you guys. Hi, I'm Ginger Dan Illustration. I'm the aforementioned Ginger Dan. Um, I'm a Birmingham comic first. I think it's important to have him in Birmingham mainly because I live here, which is kind of nice and easy to get to. Um, it's also, it's a big city, there's a lot of people here. And it's good to have this kind of um, event so that people can get to them. Like, there's a lot of people that would want to come to this kind of event. So it's nice to be happy so we can have more of them. Um, and the increase in popularity is always a welcome thing, definitely. Uh, tell us a little bit about your work. So my work is all illustration, it's just drawings from pop culture, from TV, from comics and movies. Essentially it's just, I like to draw and the subject matter is generally geekery and nerdy stuff. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Ginger Dan Illustration. That's where I post everything essentially. Um, you can check it all out there. Uh, you can get in touch to commissions, if you like really. So I'm here with Sonia Leong. Uh, hello Sonia. Hello. You're here uh, with How to Draw Manga and a few of your own independent comic works. So. Yes, so I've been, I've been working as a professional for quite a while now, so I've amassed a lot of titles on my book. I mean, my specialty is books, things with spines, obviously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've had a couple of new releases. So, um, I mean, uh, sometime last year was when my my first sort of, well, light novel came out, which is, which is a format which, you know, you don't see that often, you know, originally produced um, in English. Most of the time it's translated. Yeah. No, yes, most uh, But yeah, it's called The Brush of Magic, and it's got... Um, over 70 black and white color, uh, like full color, sorry, no, black and white illustrations. Yes. There is a full color artbook as well, but it, but right. that's the thing. I don't like it when light novels don't have enough artwork. You know, so this yeah. picture every three or four pages or so, and it's got yeah. some pretty good reviews so far. Yeah, good. Really interesting. And you do how to draw manga as well? Yep, I, I write plenty of those. I mean, so my, my most popular title, which is the one that's I think been available like in about uh, seven or so different languages, is Draw Manga. Um, and uh, that one also comes to 28 teaching videos. But the one that came out earlier this year, um, well, the UK edition at least, is called Manga Your World. And the, the, the difference in that one is that it teaches about how to, um, how to sort of like, you know, take inspiration and influences from photographs, but then convert them into manga with a specific look at different manga styles. So if you want to draw like yourself as an action shonen hero, it gives you advice on that. But if you want to draw yourself as, you know, like a, a kind of a really sensitive Jose character, you know, in, in a kind of yeah. like a, a, a bad romance, yeah. then, you know, you can draw yourself in that sort of style as well, which a lot of, I think a lot of books don't realize, you know, yeah. that, that there's actually lots of different styles out there. Yeah, the way I would describe it as manga is a medium, not an actual form. So exactly. It's medium it's not just one style it's it's one way of it's, it's, it's a way of telling stories yeah. but there are many ways to tell a story yeah, yeah. so um, what do you find about Birmingham and its geek culture so far well Birmingham probably has the most number of like geek related shows and events yeah. out of the UK I know there's plenty being held here quite you know all the time and you know although this this festival is you know relatively new 
Um, I've been coming to Birmingham since about 2004, 2005 to do like, you know, for, for various comic conventions, you know, so I've, I've come here a lot. I'm with uh, Dave and Gary here and I'm looking at some really interesting Lego, which looks like a Lego freak show. Would I say it's probably accurate there? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we adapt a Lego figure for each of the comics we produce. So every time we do a new comic, we kind of make a Lego figure of, that, of one of the characters in the comic. So some of them, as you can see, the co-joined twins are quite a challenge. Some of them just come out of the box almost, so the zombie, for the zombies anthology. No, which, which comic does this uh, this particular set represent? So the co-joined twins come out of our Western horror, so called Western Noir, which is an ongoing series. We've kind of got up to about 16 issues in total. And uh, where can we find out more about the comics? So we have a website, so www.axonukcomics.com, or, yeah, that's, go there, you'll find links from there. And do you sell the Lego sets alongside the comics? We don't sell Lego sets, unfortunately. They're sort of standalone, self-made things, so they take ages to build so, and so adapt. He's only got the certain so, time yeah, to so I couldn't do it. I mean, the, the robot one, for example, is a, a skeleton body, an Abraham Lincoln head, a mechanics wrench, um, and then painted silver, so it takes quite a while to fiddle with them, so I couldn't do them as a, as a thing to sell. If I did, they probably cost about 20 quid each or something. <laughs> we could sell the Invisible Man. Uh, <laughs> so he, he could sell quite a few of those. Yeah. I keep losing that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm aware like Lego is a labour of love. I once uh, I made a Parks and Recreation Lego set for, for my girlfriend, and it took me a good month to put together. But I think there's a there's a satisfaction when you make it, really, isn't there? There is, yeah, and it's also kind of fun in a bit. So you know the uh, the kind of the um, Carnival Master, sort of like a, um, a Charge of Light Brigade type character. So looking for if you can get the bits without having to paint them or adapt them, then that's great. So looking through the eBay, for example, at all the sets that have come out, looking for something that looks similar that you can then modify it in a small way rather than having to kind of re- completely paint it. So that's good fun as well, actually looking for those source bits. I think so. We've had our first Lego Comics crossover at, uh, at Comic Best today. Thanks very much, guys. I'm with Gav, who is the retro draftsman. Hi, Gav. Hello. I do technical scale drawings of vintage toys, sort of 80s Star Wars toys, Transformers, that sort of thing. So um, you've got some really cool ones out here. I mean, I've got a big touchscreen in front of me showing BB-8. How you enjoyed the new Star Wars one? It was okay, yeah. I didn't mind it. I mean, obviously, you know, you're never going to match the original three, no. but it was enjoyable. I've, I went to see it about five times, so it can't have been that bad. <laughs> the, some of these drawings are absolutely beautiful. I mean, you've got Lego ones, you've got Transformers, Batman. I love all of it, but it's just basically I choose the ones I love the most. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's all vintage though. Well, generally, I throw a BB 8 in there because everyone loves him. They yeah. did well with BB 8. <laughs> How long is it one of these drawings? The example I always give people, I've got a three print TIE Fighter set and there was a hundred hours of drawing in that. And that's fairly standard. It's not a quick or simple drawing. These are, these are very technical drawings. I mean, they're pretty much one-to-one scale records. I mean, how do you find your basis to work on? And measure them all off original toys so they're all exactly to scale. And you're also mentioning you're going to be at Comic-Con as well soon? Leicester Comic-Con, yeah, that's actually our Comic-Con on June 4th and 5th. We've got lots going on, lots of video gaming, lots of comics, lots of cosplay. So where can we find you online? Uh, yeah, at uh, theretrodraftsman.co.uk and the Comic-Con is comicconleicester.co.uk. Both Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well. Thank you very much and bye everybody. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please consider joining our listener supporters. You can do this by clicking the support tab on our website or go direct to Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio. 
Brum Radio shows are streamed online at the Brum Radio Mixcloud page, and you can find more podcasts at brumradio.com.